Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Show. It's September 7, 2015, and this is episode 487. This is part two of a series of travelogue-style episodes to walk you through my recent visit to Namibia, co-hosting an amazing photography tour with my friend Jeremy Woodhouse. We pick up the trail on the morning of August 13 as we return to the abandoned diamond mine town of Colmanskop. We visited this location on the afternoon of the previous day too as we saw in episode 486. So these are the remaining images from the following day. I've ended up with some 33 final selects from Colmanskop. So we're looking at about a third of them in these two episodes. As I mentioned last week, I used the new Canon EF 11-24mm f4 lens a lot in this location. And I really enjoyed this centralised one-point perspective that Stanley Kubrick uses extensively in his movies to create tension and drama, as I've done in this photograph. For this photo I zoomed in a little to 13mm with an aperture of f14 and exposed this for one second at ISO 100. That should give you an idea of how much available light there is in these rooms. I'm not concerned about overexposing the scene through the window, although I do try to leave the slats in the windows visible when possible. This enables me to get a relatively well-lit room from a single light source and there is still a bit of detail in the shadows as well. In fact, I have darkened down the shadows by reducing the black slider in Lightroom a little and increasing the clarity slider which also darkens the shadows a little. This adds to the drama of the image in my opinion. For this next photo, I switched to my 24-70mm and shot this at 59mm as I wanted to show the crack in the wall through this doorway that's basically in a room full of sand. The buildings at Colmanskop are all rapidly falling into a state of decay that will probably make them inaccessible quite soon over the next few years. I shot this with an exposure of a quarter of a second at f14 ISO 100. This image shows how the walls are being pushed out by the pressure of the sand that's built up, but there are now many buildings where the walls have given way and fallen outwards. There are also a number of rooms where the floor has fallen through under the weight of the sand and needless to say, as photographers, we enter all of these buildings at our own risk. Here is another room that had very low ambient light, requiring an exposure of 6 seconds at f14 ISO 100. This shows some large boiling pots and the oven to heat them in the butchers for the mining town. I have a landscape version of this scene as well which I also like, but this vertical orientation shows how the roof is starting to fall away, giving more context to the oven, 
which doesn't look all that bad without the roof in the shot, although you probably wouldn't want to boil a batch of sausages in there at this point in time. I managed to totally miss this room on my first visit in 2013, although I'm not sure how, but I'm, I was happy to find it this time around. It's easy to spend a full day just walking from building to building, capturing its mood and atmosphere as best as you can. The mood changes with the time of day as the angle of light entering the rooms changes, so it's nice to spend time in the village at both ends of the day to capture the many different faces that it presents us with. This next building is just along from the butchers and looks like some kind of workshop. Again, I used the one-point perspective here, with all of the lines leading to a vanishing point in the very centre of the frame. At 12mm, I was also able to include part of the de decaying roof here as well, which I feel adds to the overall atmosphere of the scene. As is often the case, I was actually standing in the doorway here, blocking out some of the only natural light entering the room. But this also helps to reduce the contrast, so I don't try to work around this. The result was an exposure of at 0.8 seconds at f14 ISO 100. You've probably noticed that I shoot at f14 a lot. This is to maximise the depth of field without the effects of diffraction making everything soft. Diffraction starts to happen from around f16 and becomes quite a problem at f22, although this varies depending on the lens. Of course, at 12mm, I have a very deep depth of field just from a few metres in front of the lens, even with an aperture such as, say, f8. So I could go wider on the aperture, but with a good tripod to hold everything steady, the longer exposures aren't a problem either, so I tend to stay stopped down at f14 a lot. The long-time listeners among you will also notice that this shot is almost a replication of my photo of the same room from 2013, although this is a little bit wider. To be honest, to a degree, I was reshooting images that I got with my 5D Mark III with the 5D SR. The amount of detail in the 50 megapixel 5D SR images is incredible, so whenever possible, I'm going to be reshooting old favourites. But of course, at the same time, trying to stay open to my creativity as Martin 2015 and not limit myself to what I was capable of as Martin version 2013. This next image was the second visit to this building on this trip and I decided to include the hooks on the wall more prominently here as they'd caught my eye on both visits. I don't know why but they really appeal to me. Perhaps it's because they give us a firm hint that people really lived here until the town was abandoned in 1954 when the diamond field was mostly depleted. This was shot at 1.3 seconds, again at f14, ISO 100. Another building that I don't recall going inside on my 2013 visit was the hospital. This was another eerie building with room after room along a very long corridor. I decided to have some fun here, 
and asked Ardwin, who I was shooting with, to walk down the corridor, then into one of the rooms until I counted down from three to one, and then come out and start walking down the corridor towards me. It took a few takes to get this effect, the, the effect that I was after, but if you look closely in the image that we've got displayed here now, you can see an eerie shadow in the centre of the corridor. We needed to have Ardwin stay in the room in the side of the corridor here for about a second, the first second of a 3.2 second exposure, so that the light from the end of the corridor would start to be recorded in the image as it's stronger than the shadow that his figure would create as he walked for a few seconds. I was using a two second timer to start my exposure, so I just started to count down three, two, one, and started my timer just after I started to count. So the exposure started just before Ardwin came out of the room for this fun and somewhat eerie effect. There is one building at Colmanscop that I failed to shoot at its peak on my first visit and that is the room that we can see in this image. This is a room where the time of day that you shoot it at is vitally important. I remember coming here at the end of the day on my first visit and at that time all you get is the light from the roof and the slats on the back wall. At noon though, the light falls not only on the back wall, but also on the right side wall and the floor. This, accompanied by the light coming directly through the roof slats, results in a very disorienting effect. At first glance, it's difficult to even figure out what you're looking at. My wife couldn't figure this out for a while, even after I told her what it was. Whether you consider that a good thing or a bad thing is up to you, but I love creating images that throw the viewer into a state of confusion, just for a short while. Of course, I want the viewer to get what it is after a while, and hopefully enjoy the image. I shot this image at 11.50am, and then we made our way down to the car park to regroup as we were going to spend the afternoon at another abandoned mine town in a place called Elizabeth Bay. The Elizabeth Bay mine town is actually very close to a real diamond mine that's been reopened, so we had to go through rigorous security checks as we were allowed in, and out of course. We were escorted to the town by a guide, and some of the group were actually frisked during the outbound security checks, to ensure that we weren't trying to smuggle out any diamonds that we might have found. This was quite an experience in itself. When we got up to the mine, about a 30 minute drive from Colmanscop, we were treated with a different kind of external decay and erosion that we'll look at in the last photo for today after the next two images. This photo is of a room in the town that some of you may recognise from the cover of a Freeman Patterson book called Odysseys. It, I shot this pretty much at the same angle as Freeman Patterson's image too, but I chose to share this different angle as the other images feels a little bit plagiaristic. <laughs> 
Our guide told us the story behind the painted palm trees in this room. Apparently, the person who lived here was getting lonely and told potential suitors in Europe that if they married him, they would get to sleep under palm trees in Africa. I'm not sure how well this went down, but apart from the palm trees, the scene painted on the wall is very much like the view of Elizabeth Bay that we can see in that direction from outside the building. Right at the end of the town is a large building that we can see in this image. I'm not sure what this building is, although there are a number of stoves or kiln-like structures, so maybe it's a large kitchen building. I shot this at one-sixth of a second at f14 ISO 100, with a focal length of 13mm, and yes, once again, with the one-point perspective. This was actually one of just two or three buildings where I shot multiple exposures with a few frames exposed for the outside light. But having tried this as an HDR and almost immediately throwing up, I decided to stick with this version. I don't mind looking at nicely done HDR images from other photographers, but it really isn't for me. Okay, so this is the last image for today and the one that I mentioned earlier that shows us how this town is decaying differently from Coleman Scott. Here, the salty wind from the sea and the sand blown around the town is decaying the buildings at an alarming rate. The town was abandoned in 1998 from what I can learn online and yet most of the buildings are already collapsed with many uh, just as pillars of the cement that used to hold the bricks together, although the bricks themselves have completely eroded away. This was, of course, a straight outdoor shot with an exposure of one hundredth of a second at f14 ISO 100. I shot this at 11mm to emphasise the pile of rubble in front of the building, and because the sun was only just out of the frame on the top right, the built-in lens hood on the 11-24 is basically relatively shallow, so I was holding my hand between the sun and the front element of the lens to stop a few balls of lens flare that I could see in the image in live view on the LCD on my camera. Okay, so that brings us to the end of this episode. We'll pick up the trail again next week as we arrive in the Sossusflay area to photograph those magnificent red dunes and the incredible dead flay with its dead camel thorn trees silhouetted against the background dune in the morning light. One bit of housekeeping before we finish. Do you remember that amazing five-day deal complete photography bundle that I talked about last year? Well, they're doing it again, and this bundle is as awesome as ever. I can't say any more at this point other than this year's sale is from September 10 to 15, so don't miss it. Rather than just waiting for the sale to start though, you can sign up with the links in the blog post for this week or just go to mbp.ac slash 5DD3, 5 day deal, the number 3, and sign up for a chance to win a prize from a pool of prizes totaling more than $50,000 in value. 
You can also get to the links that I'm talking about here and all of the photographs, as I say, on the blog post, which is at mbp.ac487, because this is episode 487. If you arrive at the blog between September 15, uh, September 10 and 15, you don't, you're, you're in time. So just go over and click the links and you can go and get your, your complete photography bundle. If you arrive after September 15, I'm sorry, the, partic- the particular bundle will be gone forever. If you sign up for my newsletters, though, at mbp.ac slash news, I'll be sure to let you know when the next one happens. So thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. And if you don't already, please subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure uninterrupted delivery. You can find me on Google+, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, etc. And links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com, so do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode, but in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye.